Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to IndyCar Weekly. I am Indy Star reporter Jim Aiello, and I am joined by IndyCar driver Connor Daly, who had a lot of fun, I think, watching this all play out, both the race at Pocono and then all the backlash of, of everything that happened. It was kind of crazy. Um, it was just kind of a crazy few days. I've never really seen this this much like dissection of a crash. <laughs> I think Tony DeZeno said on Twitter, and it made me laugh, that like the video of, of Sato and, and this thing has become like the Zapruder film, like the JFK assassination. Uh, it's like yeah. people are breaking this thing down like it's the like the biggest deal in the world. So well, that's because the internet is a terrible place. Because <laughs> as soon as something happens, the internet reacts, and 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 we as drivers, like we see that. So yeah. like if you're shouting at all these people, if you're going after Takuma or Alex or Ryan or anyone, like we're all going to see that. And well. No one's ever wrong in racing. Right. That's for sure. Drivers are never wrong. Never once. So, so it's. I mean, there are plenty of situations where people like you know have ridiculed my crashes in the past. I could have tweeted videos and stuff about it, but like, there's no point. Like, yeah. I don't like. It doesn't matter. Like, if 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 I tweeted videos about certain crashes explaining why it wasn't my fault, yeah. then there would be people like, oh, well, you're just complaining about this. I'm like, well. That I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then now, now that I see this, maybe every single time there's a crash, we should have each driver's onboard video. We should all have an explanation, a written tweet out about like how it's not your fault, but realistically, this is racing, so it's always really you know some, something crazy is going to happen. So. I, I've never seen a team, and I've again, I don't want to be around in the car for three it, years. Yeah. I've never seen a team put out a statement defending their driver, saying yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't his fault. Even like I respect it. I mean, hey, they're backing their guy. I'm not saying yeah. it's the wrong thing to do. I'm just saying I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, I I have not either. I've never been defended like that in my life. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, good for him. I mean, he's an Indy 500 champion. He's uh, he's a legend of motorsport. Um, but uh, but again. It, you know, if we're going to get right into it, totally, totally unnecessary incident for a 500-mile race, and <laughs> I just don't get it. All right, well, we're going to get into it in a second. I think the plan, Connor, and I talked about it before, we're going to pretty much jump yeah. right into your guys' questions because they're all about Takuma. Well, and, and, and I think <laughs> we usually, we go to these questions, and then we say, oh, well, we already answered that in the podcast, so yeah. I feel like if you guys want to hear immediately, like, we're going to go, boom, all right, we're going to get up through all the questions, and then maybe afterwards, if we didn't cover anything, then we'll, we'll you know. Yeah, we'll circle back. We'll circum ba- circle back. Do you want to say, we can, I, I, do you want to talk about your race first, or you want to just dive well, right yeah, into Yeah, sure, I mean, I guess, I mean, we... You know, we obviously had to start last, and yeah. oddly enough, I went 22nd to 11th after that crash. Yeah, well, cause, <laughs> it was wait, just so, crazy. So, so. I mean, I know it didn't count because of the timing lines, but, like, I had literally gone from 22nd to 11th by the red flag. Now, obviously, you know, we got to go back. Timing lines, all that stuff. Um, so where they put so, you back Like, to? 14th. 14th. So we okay. still, you know, we still had a decent start. But, um, but yeah, our race, you know, our, our car... 
was you know was was okay at the beginning not exactly where i needed it couldn't really follow it was really hard to follow i think for anyone but um but our car sort of we we changed it every pit stop and that was that was our goal is to continue to try and improve it continue to try and improve it we were working away at it every restart we made up some spots but we had to put so much front wing in it that that we just it slowed our pit stops down just slightly because when you're trying to put two turns of front wing in sometimes yeah. that takes a while okay. so we would lose a little bit of the time that we gained back but realistically it paid off in the long run because the car was better so um you know the the team was really working well with me and and sadly right before the red flag i mean we were we were 11th and we had just run four laps that were faster than anyone on track so okay. it was it was it was going well um you know we were up into the 212s and and just sort of cruising along catching the cars in front of us with no draft yeah um so i was really happy with it and we were happy with the direction we were going but sadly we couldn't take advantage of it obviously the red flag and we all saw the rain coming i mean we we didn't necessarily could you game plan for that you, or? you can't plan for it okay. because you know it's it's motorsport, and you never know. You never know what happens. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were only like four cars that were on our strategy. Right. It's a very similar strategy. We had, you know, we had a little bit more fuel than other people. And okay. at the end of the race, other people were going to have to save more than we were. So, um, so we were in a really, really good spot to sort of. I mean, we were on the same strategy as Power. It's just okay. that our pit stops were separated by like one lap, and he pitted before the yellow and like we didn't or something yeah. like that. And it was cause when that yellow came out, the last one for the rain, or, well, the, the one before that we were like out of fuel, like okay. zero fuel. <laughs> so we, you know, we, it was, it was very, very close. Um, but you know, this is racing. I, I, I think, you know, the team in general, obviously we finished 10th and 11th, which is great. Yeah. You Carlin and Charlie in general. Had, had a good day. Yeah, good day. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely more of an end of the race type guy for sure. And especially on the ovals, cause we were just, you know, we were tuning it as much as we could. The team was doing a great job. So I think it was, I think it was good for us, but again, it was 280 miles or whatever instead of 500. So, you know, we, we, uh, we, we missed it a little bit, but to still, I mean, finish 11th is, is, is good. Um, you know, we were quicker than a few of those cars around us, but the way we were on strategy, it just didn't play out for us when the checkered flag fell. Okay. Well, all right, to keep it on you for a minute here, this is the first time I think you're going to get some continuity in the fact that you're you're, you're still a Carlin driver for yeah. two, uh, two whole weeks in a row, right? And you're Because you're driving two ovals back-to-back for this team. Is there, is there things you can carry over from Pocono that, that are helpful for you mm. and Charlie that, that you can bring? Again, obviously, they're two totally different tracks. Yeah. But I am wondering that you, you, know, you get to have these two weeks kind of built in and working with the same team, the same guys, and, and going forward from there. It's good, but the, but Pocono is so different. I mean, Pocono is just a brutal track. It's yeah. it's it's tough as a driver. It's tough on a, on the team, um, and and Gateway is. I'm actually way more comfortable going into Gateway, and and you know I've got the same data engineer, assistant engineer um, that I had in 2017 when we went really well there. So yeah, you know he's got all the information on on what we've you know what we ran in 2017, and and so do I. And you know I, I would like to think that we can use a bit of that information. Um, you know it, it, it's up to the team but uh you know we do have a good source of information there okay um so we'll see i'm I'm definitely much happier going into gateway than i would be going into pocono for sure but obviously continuity always helps so i always like to try to like quiz you on your on your previous races at certain i only have one race you only had one and i was just gonna say but it was a good one yeah do you remember where you started started eighth finished fifth finished fifth started 11th started 11th so you made up more carlos started eighth didn't he maybe i can check okay i I think he started something yeah but oh so you're just I don't know. I was thinking of no, something. I was you angry. Nailed it. Yeah, Carlos started yeah. eighth and finished ninth. So, uh, yeah, you made up a lot of ground there at the end. I remember talking to you afterward uh, at that race, and you were yeah, you were. 
I, the first thing you said was, I hope I'm back with this team, pretty much. Like, I hope this kind of earned me my spot back here. Yeah, obviously it didn't do anything, um, but, you <laughs> no, know. No, I know, but, like, I, I mean, the, you knew the, the position. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, there was no one else. It was, it was the four, three Penske cars, me, and Rossi. And, like, that, those are the people that I want to fight with, right? And yeah. that was, it was just a really rewarding day to yeah. be able to, you know, to pass Alex, to work on, you know, passing Elio, um, and yeah, I, I think we should have been on the podium that day, but we, you know, we, we made it hard on ourselves in the middle of the race there, um, but we made it back. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the track. I, I really hope that it's, you know, I still love the track when <laughs> I go there this weekend. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, you know, my engineer and the team did a great job, you know, with the setup. I mean, on an oval, really a driver can only go as fast as the setup on the car will allow him to do. Yeah. So, you know, the team had given me a good car there for sure. And we, you know, we obviously worked on it at the test, so we didn't get to test for this one. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see how well this car races. Cause obviously, you know, last, the, the, I, I don't know how this generation car races at, at this track, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. um, but I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll still be fun cause it's a good night race. It's a great track. Uh, so yeah. And I love the way St. Louis, everyone shows up for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's usually a good race. It's great usually race. a lot of fans. Yeah. Like I said, I, yeah. I've, I've quite enjoyed it the past couple of years. So, um, I'm sad I'll be missing it. Yeah, big Colts guy. I'll be watching. Big actually, actually I won't even be watching because the Colts game is on at the same exact time. So, oh, well, like, that's, I, I see where your priorities are. Yeah, my job. Yeah. <laughs> what they're paying yeah, me same. for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will record the IndyCar race. Thank you. Yeah. Or, Watch it on your DVR and tweet about it later. I will. I'll tweet, I'll tweet it live as I'm watching it. Live late you. tweets live, late from tweets. Jim Aiello. <laughs> Everybody wants my hot takes from four hours uh, after. The I'm race. Almost, I've almost unfollowed you because I can't stand all the news about Colts running backs. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I told you just to just mute get me. us, get Andrew on the field and let him chuck the ball around, if, and we'll see what happens. Do you have Andrew's number? Can you get him? Can you? Can you I, I don't even think Andrew him? has his number. <laughs> I don't even think Andrew Luck has a cell phone. I was he gonna, just communicates with pigeons. That's all he does. <laughs> what does that even mean? He's an old school guy. Yeah, he's an old school guy. That's he's an true. Old school right. guy. His cell phone is. I think it's still the flip phone. I don't even know if he has one. I <laughs> I assume he's got a guy for that. He's tight with you guys, though. I know. I know he's. Like, I like Andrew a lot. I was saying, he knows yeah. James. Andrew's I know very really nice. Well, yeah, yeah Charlie. played in a charity ping pong tournament with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny. Well, about, he wasn't my teammate, but he was. He was there. Was it and this I past said year? hello to him. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. You know what was funny about that? He mispracticed that day with a calf injury. Well, and that's he came and he played ping pong. Ping pong. Yeah, because <laughs> he had priorities. Obviously. I, I keep telling people like, "I ah, fine. Joseph I saw him playing ping pong." Charity. Yeah. yeah, I was there. I saw him. I was like, "I ah, looks good." There you go. But uh, apparently, my, my scouting report was no good. So that's a shame. All right. So yeah, let's just get let's into just get to what people want to know about. Yeah, we're gonna get into this. Incident. There's gonna be a lot of hot takes here. So I started with I, I put Rachel Elizabeth's question here. She's at, yes. at Actuary Girl 16, and I thought it's the biggest overarching one. It'll give yes. you a, a chance to, to to spill your guts on how you feel about this whole thing. So after seeing all the views of lap one incident, what should the public audience take away? <clears throat> be was it a racing incident? <laughs> Who was actually at fault? I know you will tell it like it is. Well, here we go. So let's do it. So we. Uh, I immediately left the track after the race was over to go to Marco Andretti's cabin. And so it was me, Marco, Hinch, uh, and who else? Was, wait, me, Marco, Hinch, and Joseph Newgarden were all there together. So oh, we got to we got to discuss everything. Obviously, okay. Hinch was in the crash, so yes. he was very unhappy. I'm sure. Um, and I, it, it was very... Just, I think it's just frustrating for everyone, whether you were involved or not, to see something like that happen because this is, it's totally, totally unnecessary. And it's people who, you know, Sato's never not going to have a ride, like, right? Like, we know that. No, yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's the appreciation for what we're doing 
you know, I'm like, man, like I like that's wild that that would happen because like if I did that or if someone else, like if I did that or if any rookie did that or if any like if if any, I mean if Sage Karam, God forbid, if he did something like that, I mean we would be absolutely publicly shamed, ripped, destroyed, and kicked out of the racing community forever because that's what the, that's how the internet works, right? Yeah. Now Takuma, he took a beating 500 on, champion, on the and but people love to rip into people. So like yeah. I saw all the stuff that was happening, and to be honest, like I look at it and very much a racing incident to a certain extent, absolutely. Um, because you're three wide, and Takuma wants to follow the draft, but like our cars naturally turn left; they are set up to turn left. Okay. So even if your steering wheel is straight. The car is going left because it is set up to do so. Okay. Because when you're, if you got in an Indy car, any any one of us in this audience or you, Jim, I wouldn't do it. it. You would leave the pits and it would pull left because that's the way. That's what it's set up to do. Our cars are supposed to turn left on ovals. Okay. So the fact that like he's trying to draw lines on the internet and and shows video about how his hands are straight and stuff like that, it it's not about that because like. <laughs> it's 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 just what ra- like racing momentum is going to take you a certain direction right if you're trying yes. to use the draft and if you're trying to make progress you're not going to stop that progress okay. so he saw that he had a run and yes all three of those cars were in line alex did get a little bit crunched but ryan hunter ray then tweeted a photo that basically showed him not not crowding alex at all which again i i thought also so i i you know i i obviously cannot ridicule either Takuma or the team because I would like to be his teammate next year and I would like to drive for that <laughs> race team. Uh, and, and I respect Takuma. I respect the heck out of him. Yeah. But but I just don't know. You know, I, I honestly think it's just a genuine mistake. Like, this is racing. And, and to be fair, the guys the guys had a pretty good run this year yeah, of, of you know, some stuff. Obviously, there's the, you know, the pit lane incident was was a shame. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good driver. He's very talented. And I mean, Indy 500 champion, you know. And and I think it's just it's it's plainly a mistake. It's everyone coming together at the wrong time, and everyone hates the fact that it happened. So everyone's trying to blame someone. So I, I don't I don't want to lay blame on Takuma. Yeah. I do I do think him trying to really get himself out of the dirt by trying to claw his way out of it is a little bit, you know that that that's that's I respect it, but it's like hey man like. You know, the, the contact started somewhere, and you know, if 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 everyone, you know, changed what they did just a little bit, yeah, it probably would have wouldn't have happened. But there still is an overarching person who generates the contact first, right? The right. person who first makes contact, which is which is Takuma, and that's you know, there's plenty of things that could happen that lead to that. Yeah, but. Again, racing incident is a good way to put it. Okay. I don't really care about laying blame on anyone because guess what? We can't go back and change the past. It happened. It's a shame. It caused a wild accident that sucks, but it's it's not it's not the track's fault. It's it's just how we race as drivers. So we we got to just get more respectful of each other for sure and less desperate. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I'm not going to get less desperate because I am desperate, but like Takuma doesn't need to be desperate. <laughs> Let's start there because I think we heard drivers talk about before the race, even this is going to be a track position race. Yeah, it's going to be tough to pass. We're going to you're going to need to make up a lot of ground on starts and restarts. So, do you think that's where this was born of? Was Takuma trying potentially? To make up- yeah, okay. I mean, do do we need to have better racing? Yes, we need to have better races. But 
But then, I mean, you're you're crossing swords here with like safety now because now everyone gets their pants in a bundle if if we're too close. And then I'm like, and I don't understand that. If you do, if you don't want desperate drivers making dumb decisions causing big accidents, yeah. then let us race closer. Then l- like let us take advantage of like being better in the long run or doing something like that. And, and right now you can't do that. So you're gonna get one or the other. You're gonna get dumb drivers because we're all dumb at some point, and you're gonna get you know, crazy things like that happening no matter what. Or you're going to have people maybe a little bit desperate and saying, okay, I'm going to give that up for now because I can probably pass them in two laps. Right. I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, I, I have an opinion of, of oval racing where I wish it was still, you know, two and three wide, six rows deep at Kentucky for, you know, 150 laps. Yeah. But, you know, every, a lot of people disagree with that. No, they do, but you, you got kind of that old school mentality. Got like Ed yeah. Carpenter feels the same yeah, way exactly. you do. I mean, yeah. we, so we, had, uh, we wrote a story this week, and, and it kind of quoted you and Ed saying, yeah. don't blame the track. This is a, this is a driver thing. That, this case, for sure, a driver thing, because it happened on the straightaway. And we'll talk so. about Pocono here in a minute, because I think that's part of this. Yeah. The fact that we obviously have the history we have here at, at, at Pocono. Yeah, is and, a big, and it is, is a, big a tough part of history. That. It is. It's not good. You know, we've had a lot of bad things happen there, and I hate to see that, purely because I actually think this year's crowd was quite good, too. I think people showed up for it, yeah. which is really cool. Um and everyone is is quite nice there. The crowd in the paddock is very, very good people, are very good people. Um, so, so I mean, I don't think we can blame the track. I really, I really don't. I mean, yes, you hit the walls at different angles because it's a triangle and it's strange. It's, it's hard to drive. It's hard to set up a car for. But, like, what we're doing is racing. We're not, yeah. like, you know, we're not doing, you know, soapbox derby so like it's 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 you know this is this is a tough sport it's a tough game we all know it is dangerous like i don't think anyone i don't think we're gonna live in an era where racing is 100 percent safe because that's like we sign up to do this like we want to do this and if you don't want to do it then don't do it like i respect the heck out of max Max, Chilton's decision he didn't want to do it and like guess what like i will and and that's that's you know i it, but but the but the people that still complain about it, I I just I don't have time for because like I would give everything to race on any track anywhere anytime yeah. because I love it and and that's and I don't care if I go up in a ball of flames in a fence because like <laughs> I lived a good life like we've had a great time you oh, know what I mean okay, but well- like. It's still, you know, it's part of, I think you sign a waiver, <laughs> like, yeah, but when you get your IndyCar oh, license, sure that's do. like, yep, this is dangerous, I think we're going in here, so, so yeah, I, I don't know, I mean, I, that's opening up a whole other can of worms, but, uh, but definitely I don't think the track is, is to blame entirely, um, so yeah. What, okay, let me, let me play devil's advocate here, because yeah. there's a guy who has been through this, and has of had course. a rough time, and, and Robert Wicken says it's a toxic, I mean, I'm, I'm quoting him now, it says it's, it's a toxic relationship, yes. and maybe it's time to consider a divorce, I'm very relieved, to my knowledge, that everyone's okay from the, after that scary crash, but, so you disagree, on it. I mean, again, I respectfully disagree with Robert that this is a toxic relationship between IndyCar and Pocono. <sighs> you Respe- can't, like I said, respectfully, well, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I'm I mean, not, you can't going say Robert. anything here that's going to be the right answer, right? Because, like, well, that's what the I mean. guy was badly injured there, and, and again, lap one crash, that was, that was such a shame, um, but, but I don't, I mean, I, I again, I, I don't think you can, you know, the, the track is not doing this to us, you right. know what I mean? Like, okay. they're trying everything they can, um, and I, and I do think as well, the, the fence repair that people, like, tweeted out for a while, I think that was a pick from last year. I don't think that was an actual picture because when I drove around on the pace lap yeah. for the like when we were going green again, yeah. I looked at the fence just to see it, 
it looked great. Like it looked perfectly repaired. I literally looked at it two laps in a row and I was like, I don't see where he hit. I don't see any, I don't see anything. So the track did a good job repairing it. I don't think they need to be ripped for that because I saw it ground level yeah, you were myself. There. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so again, it's going to be a debatable topic. It's like, you know, many other things in this world, they're going to be half against it and half for it. Um, you know, I, I, we obviously need ovals on the schedule and I want to see big super speedways on the schedule. So what do we do? I do not, I do not get paid to make those decisions (laughs) and some people do and I'm sure they will make one, but, but it's, it, it it is tough to have to think about it, right? Like if that hadn't happened, everyone probably would have been, you know, talking about a decent race that was ended by rain. What a shame. You know what I mean? But yeah, and to be and to, to your point, like you said, this is very divisive. I mean, it wasn't just Robbie; it was Sage that said something. Yeah, it was yeah. Max that said something. That uh, in terms of you know, we shouldn't be at Pocono. Maybe yeah. maybe not. So again, it goes it it does go both ways. Yeah, and there are people who who again, Robbie obviously has valid reasons. For yeah, that. the one thing I will say about Justin is that I don't think that was a track again, not a track thing. Yeah, no. it, that was just it, kind it, of a that fluky, racing is awful yeah, thing. Very, yeah, that was very unlucky, very difficult situation again, but not not related to the track. Yeah, at all. so, so, so I, I mean, yeah. again, I know bad things have happened at Pocono, but I'm not sure you can put that one on the track. No, um, no, that's so, just that's just facts. Yeah. So let's let's okay. I'm gonna we got some questions. I'm gonna let's go to the next one. I guess. Yeah. I, I still have more for you. Will Miller. Will Miller, go for it. Mr. Will, sixteen fifty nine. Do you think the width of Pocono leads drivers to make moves they wouldn't make at a more narrow track at Indy? Uh, false sense of safe maneuverability. You know the width. I, it is very wide. It's a wide track. Um, they showed you guys going yeah, seven wide like last year. Yeah, it's very very wide. Um, but I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's just how how long the straights are and how um, and like how how turn two narrows up so quickly and we don't have enough downforce to take that corner flat unless you're like really really by yourself or trying hard you know i mean like turn two was really tough if you're in traffic if you're if you're behind a car so you know that's i think the the width isn't necessarily a problem i like that because it gives you space to move it gives Mm -hmm. you space to do stuff it gives you space to potentially you know move out of something's way um but uh but it is very different so that could be you know an interesting factor to think about when you think about all right do we should we come back here or not i i think it's fine though i think i i like it because the more space, the better, right? Okay, but yeah. is is the more space, the more room for mistakes? Is that a possible? Is that a no? Because no? like the crash, like that crash could have happened. You know, that crash only happened in a section that fit essentially three cars <laughs> wide. So yeah. like any track could fit that. Okay. So you know, it's not like some guy was seven lanes low trying That's to true. block someone. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like literally all cars in a straight line. So okay. so yeah. All right, so next one from uh, Karen Hollenbeck at Mrs. Yep. Hawk 8-1. Didn't everybody drift up high into the turns and then come back down as they exited? I'm going to stop right there and let you go. Uh, yes, so we, you exit high into and then try to come back down to the middle because the leader's blocking. Okay. So you want to follow the toe. So that, that happens out of three. It happens out of one. happens out of two. Okay. Because the leader's going to move to the middle of the track to get away from the wall and then also to block everyone. Okay. Second, so, part, second part of a question. Yeah. Even if Sato has cleared Rossi based on the video, which it looked like he came close to, obviously he didn't clear him since they made contact, uh, was there even more room for him between Dixon and Rossi? Side note, Glad Counter came out of the race unscathed onto St. Louis. Um. <sighs> If 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 Rossi was half a car length back, yeah, for for sure, I think there there was still going to be room. But Ryan was also low, so right. you you could play that situa- situation out ten more times, 
and there could be a bunch of different out- outcomes, right? Maybe he could have gone to the outside, like where Santino went. You know what I mean? Like there's there's more space there. But turn two, you really don't want to be hung up outside. That's why Sato wanted to go left. Turn two, you better have the low line, or else it's going to be really difficult. So that's why Sato wants to go left. Everyone wants to go left because they want to try and block low and get to the low side for turn two. Okay, so this is the question I want to ask you, and this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna again bring up slow parts of this. Slowly bring up different parts of this. So when Ray Hall put out their statement. Rob Edwards, being um, Alex's um, strategist and yeah. the COO of Andretti, quickly replied, be, uh, because being the third car in a three-wide situation and to turn two on lap one of a 500-mile race is a good idea, question mark. Clearly being sarcastic, does yeah. not think Takuma should have put himself <laughs> there. Uh, so my question is to you is... Is, is that is that really is that where it comes down to? Like, should he have not have been there to begin with? Well, I mean, no. The guy had a run. I mean, the guy had a run, so you got to go for it. But but there's plenty of space to the right as well. Like, why go towards where you know? Unless his spotter didn't say that there were two cars inside, which we don't. I don't know, right? He would, he would and you can't that, blame the spotter. No, nah, it's it's hard to see over there. But I assume the spotter was you know informing him that hey, there's a bunch of cars all around you. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know why you would, you wouldn't go to the outside there, right? Like maybe Dixon blocks you, but Dixon's also got to worry about two guys coming to his inside. So either way, Takuma had enough of a run to go right, which was the outside, I think. Okay. And, um, I mean, I mean, he hit Alex's, like the, the beginning of his right front. Like you, there's no way that you think you're clear there. So like, that's, that's the only issue that I have with it. Like if he clipped his front wing, yeah, then it'd be, like, then it's like, Ooh, that's close. But like he was, literally yeah. broke his suspension. He hit him so hard that, that, and that's, that's the reason why I was like, meh, you know, that, that's a bit early to be, you know, sandwiching a car in the middle of three wide. I mean, it's almost like the crash at Texas last year when TK tried to go three wide and, and yeah. hit everyone, but TK didn't get involved, right? Right. TK hit everyone in a place to where only Hinch got spun out. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's one of those situations where too many cars are going into one space. Okay. But again, I, I, I think, you know, Takuma had the right to make a move because he had momentum and, and that's, and you got to take advantage of that. But I think he went the wrong way. Is there... A case to be made. Again, I'm just trying to ask some like devil's advocate questions yeah. here. Is there a case to be made that Alex should have just backed out? No, I don't think so. He because clearly, uh, he clearly didn't get yeah. a good start, and they, these guys were go, like Ryan was going around. Well, you can't because you expect like Alex. You know, Alex is in a spot there to where you know you got to be careful, but like you're not going to let three guys. If he backs off, he gets passed by another six guys. You know what I mean? Okay. So like that's you're not going to do that. That's okay. just not how you do it. On an oval. What if Dixon slides down a little bit and he gets the toe and then he pulls back ahead of Ryan? You know what I mean? So, like, there's a situation there where Alex is just going to fall into a a, a draft or or something was going to happen and potentially make a move into turn two. So, I don't know. You you can't necessarily say that Alex pulled out because literally – it the, the sandwich happened so fast that he would like, it was like well how are you supposed to respond okay, you know okay. what I mean so the ideal it happened so fast so the ideal situation to you is that Takuma does make this move yeah but stays to up to the right and goes and clears Alex and there's no issue that, yeah that's pretty much what you're saying like that could that could have happened yeah I don't like coulda woulda shoulda basically no, but, that's yeah that's basically it but you're no but you I mean you've said that yeah. Takuma kind of he slid down yeah I I I, I think so. I, st- I still think that the way that track goes, the way everyone's trying to bend, it's it's very much a racing incident, but I, I don't think, I think Takuma could have helped more to prevent it. That's what I'll say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We'll go move on to the next question. I just yeah. want to get mine in here because I got a million. Yes. Uh, all right. Ricky Dunn at Dick Dunn 12. 
Do you think the chaos on lap one is a byproduct of it being so difficult to pass foul in traffic because of the current aero configuration? Also, do you enjoy Pocono? It seems to be a 50-50 split. I was shocked even Seb said he wants to go back next year to Sebastian Bourdais. So, yeah, we sort of mentioned that a little bit, but it is very difficult to pass. I think if it was easier to race there, we would see, you know, when we were going like seven wide and all that stuff, there wasn't really any big crashes then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, we were able to make those moves and, and still hang on to it. So yeah. I, I do think it is a byproduct of us not being able to race in the current aero configuration. And that's not up to me to decide, but if, if we, if we want to keep, you know, racing like we are and it's not close, it's difficult to pass. And one guy might look like a hero cause he passed one car, <laughs> which I hate. Um, then it is what it is. But, you know, if we got a bunch of people willing to, you know, sacrifice, you know, what what they need to do to, to compete, then hopefully we can bring it closer, maybe add downforce, do whatever we need to do to make the racing a little bit closer. Because it's not going to be a pack race at Pocono, but, like, no, you know, I think the 2017 race is okay. I mean, heck, you had that video. You have all those videos that IndyCar tweets out about, you know, people going side by side, passing each other every yeah. lap. I think that was great. Yeah, it was good stuff. It looked so, good. All right, yeah. so uh, do you enjoy? I mean, you said you enjoy Pocono fifty fifty split. I don't enjoy Pocono. No, no, you don't. I don't. But uh, I would if, if, if it was you know if, it, if, if well I would if I was in a Penske car. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah I, I would if, if 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 it felt like I had a chance to race better with people. You know what I mean? I think I heard a stat. Is this right? Have they not lost an oval race now in a year? I don't know because he won. They won at Pocono. They won at because it was Joseph. No, Will won last year at Pocono, didn't he? Uh, yes. No, Alex won last year at Pocono. Okay, so there's yeah. not been a full year then. But no, yeah. but it's been a sweep since then. Has it really? I think so. I do not know this. I'm going to I'm gonna look it up because I'm... Because I'm, you're the facts guy. Yeah, but I should know this already. I'm mad at myself. Big Sorry. facts guy. That's all right. What does that mean? All right, you go to the next question while I look this uh, up. Okay. Uh, Jay. Sorry, yawning. <laughs> Jay Riddle. Riddell. Jay Dell, 1981. With all the talk about Pocono being too dangerous, two questions. Would Texas be just as not just as if not more dangerous due to high speeds and less space and two even if frosty was drifting up the track wouldn't sato still be responsible for going full send into a closing hole on lap one um i mean texas again yeah i mean there's always going to be protagonists when it comes to these oval races because like it's all dangerous what we're doing at texas is insane as well but like what we're doing at iowa is crazy i mean heck what we're doing at any of these places like you know, Texas was a wild race for sure, but like people were smarter, people made it work and, and it was, you know, ended up being a good race. Yeah. So, so I don't, you know, I, I, again, I don't think it's, I don't think any of these places are too dangerous and, you know, I, I and yeah, I think we sort of answered the second half of that question. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't think Texas is too dangerous. I think all the ovals have a certain amount of danger and we all have to deal with it I think until we can you know, make like some sort of wild fence technology, you know, whether we replace it with hockey, like hockey glass or whatever, like, I don't even know what the heck is going on, but whatever you can replace a fence with, that's like a clear shield and that has no, you know, nothing you can get caught up in, you know, then, then we'll, then we'll be talking about a different story. Well, so far, I got to say, I mean, we've had two cars going to the fence at Pocono, Robert and, and Felix. And so far it's, it's been damaged, but it's done its job. Like, Technically, yeah, but yeah. like you don't, the fence is still like a bad thing. 
Fence no, is still, I, yeah. you know, still, still something we got to replace. I but agree, but there's nothing until we can yeah. replace it with something that's worth doing. Like, exactly. why would the tracks buy something like that? If, it, if, 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 what if you, what if you put something up that you think works and it doesn't work? Yeah, and then it's like, yikes. no, until you, saw, you just, until you have something as good yeah. as what the safer barrier is for walls. Exactly. Then there's nothing. There's no point in trying to fix it. Like I said, and and so far, again, I know it hasn't been ideal, but yeah. Robert and what happened to Robert and Felix, the fence wasn't really the issue. Well, with Robert, probably it was. You think so? Yeah, because he got caught up in it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I the guess. fence was definitely the issue with Robert. Well, but yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it okay. was because of how he went up into it, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So that's not good. But you know, if it was just a slippery surface or like a wall, right? You don't get caught up in it, and it doesn't. Twist it doesn't it doesn't get caught yeah. and immediately stopped like I a see G, you, I see the G saying. load is what happened right like okay. it gets caught in the fence and it stops you immediately instead of like sliding out across a wall. So my my what I was saying was the fence did the job that it was supposed to do, but you're right. Keep are, a car from going outside the track. Right. And yeah, there are, but, but there like, are better things that oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. they'll be okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Now um, this this next question I found interesting and I wanted to answer it because there's a little bit of a uh, a lack of current IndyCar knowledge. Go for it. So, Motor Racing Addict, at Motor Race underscore Addict, would there be less restart crashes if IndyCar adopted the F1 restart rules? Can't overtake until you cross the safety car line before pit lane, and DRS, push to pass, not allowed on the two laps following restart. So, push to pass is already not allowed on the ovals, ovals, and it's already not allowed on the first lap of the restart. Right. So, you cannot use it until you've already circulated one lap. So, we already have that in place. Right. And... The restart is still, you know, you can't overtake until it's green. So that, so that, that's already in place. And F one restarts are ridiculous anyway. There's no one passing anyone. <laughs> and so, and then the, the second part: should IndyCar introduce virtual safety cars? Stop penalizing drivers pitting after yellows. I think virtual safety cars the dumbest thing ever introduced into racing. I have no idea w- why that's a thing. I don't think it helps anything other than confusing the fans and confusing me. I, 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 I look at it and I think this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay, so. Don't think that helps. Um, I don't think it would work in our situation at all. Uh, it would for F1. It probably does for F1 because they want to use their technology that they have yeah. $500 million to spend <laughs> money on. Um, but I just I, I don't think it's 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 realistic or, uh, or good for us to do. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I like that question. Oh, by the way, so Simon won both the Indianapolis 500. Joseph won at Texas. Joseph won at Iowa. Will won at Pocono. So they are doing well. This they are. Year, yes. They swept four ovals. So Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. That Penske is good. Penske yeah. would have done well. I would not have either. All right. Scott Cassander at SLK Sander. I think I'm doing that right. Yep. I was surprised that Sato has, quote, a non public in car camera. Does every team have an in car for team usage only? Uh, yes, every car is mandatory that to have a onboard camera. So believe, we all have cameras, and I believe that the um, race control has access to all of those. Race control does have access to all of them. That's yes. why they can issue penalties based on knowing what you're done inside yes. the car, and it's it's. But it is proprietary video until yes. until, until, until that's right. I got sent that video of Sato yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, I can't post this because this is not my video. Exactly. And then they did. They posted it on Twitter. Ray right? yeah. all did. So, and I'm not allowed to have any of my videos. So I, I I have seen my races via onboard camera, but it's not as it's not as good of a quality onboard camera because it doesn't have like the 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 lens that like helps clear it. Yeah, right. Because like by the end of, by <laughs> lap by halfway through the race, you can't see anything out of that onboard camera that's up in our up in our roll hoops. But 
Um, but yes, we do have. It just, works great for first lap accidents. Is it just like dirt and dead just dirt. bugs yeah, and crap like that? Yeah, okay, we yeah. Want, it's not a great enough camera to have a revolving lens. It was picture perfect for the first lap, like you perfect said. Perfect for the first lap. Nothing wrong with it there. Yeah. So there you go. Actually, yeah. I, that's, a, that's a good question, though, from Scott. Yes, that, that is. A lot of people knew about that. All right, you got the next one. Henry Chapman uh, at Chap, Chapman17. In the driver's meeting, did you ask about why you guys pack up so tight at the start? I think that's a big part of the problem. Completely agree. An Indy style start at Pocono would be a lot safer, in my opinion, as you guys spread out more. So the Indy the Indy 500 start is actually very interesting that you brought that up because I don't I just think we all know that we have to be that separated. In the drivers' meeting, they tell us we have to be separated by like a hundred feet or something each row, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. Like for us drivers, we're like, well, no, we want to be nose to tail yeah, with the guys in front of us. Right. But an Indy start like that would look stupid, right? We have to be spaced out a certain way. So honestly, I think. We all are just, it's just natural for us to be that spaced out at Indy. And everywhere else, it's just not because the straights aren't as long as Indy. So it's it's just, there's just something about it that wouldn't work. And there's so few cars. Okay. So like, we don't want to spread out rows of two uh, so far back. Because honestly, by the time you get the last place car around, I mean, it's, he's, I mean, he's, no, no he can't chance. even see the leader. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a very different scenario there. And. And honestly, so it comes out to the car start, count. Is that, the, is that what it is? I think car count a little bit, yeah. But also, it is down to us on the starts. Like I don't know why you know we want to get a good start, but like it, it's ridiculous that that we are all packing up like that and potentially crashing. Like surely we can see that that is going to happen. Like I have not been in a situation where I've had to like really hammer the brakes yeah. until like you know until wild wild situations, but. It's on us. For sure it is on us to be smarter about it. But again, we're desperate. We're desperate to make positions. We're desperate to get that jump. Yeah. Um, and, and it still does come down to the front row, too. The pole guy cannot be gradually accelerating. I mean, he's got to pick a speed and sort of figure it out. And if he's going to gradually accelerate, it better be small because, you know, everyone else at the back well, is going to be crashing. They flagged Simon for that, didn't they? Wasn't it that? Someone I mean, did get on, penalized On the restart for it at some point. after the crash. I think yeah, they, after the crash. After they, the, they told him he went too early. Right. So, like, you know. We backed it down, which is good. They called that off. I respect that. So here's my question to you. Knowing what you know or thought about when, you know, we talked about those Centino restarts. Yeah. And you talked about how the race control doesn't generally look in the back very often yeah. for that stuff. Have you tried, did you try to push it a little bit this last couple? Yeah. I mean, every start that I did, I mean, I was, I was going. Right? More, more than you usually did? Just uh, No, I just got good restarts. Okay. Uh, this, this, this race for sure, we got really good restarts. Okay. But again, the straights are too long that if you don't have the toe, it's like... <laughs> Didn't matter if you got to the outside. If no one went there with you, you can't go anywhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think. Um, again, I'm a rules guy, so like, I, I don't, I'm not going to try and blatantly jump to start okay. and potentially jeopardize a run that we've already got going on. But I did, did definitely get a little bit, you know, more, more free with what I was doing. Right? Okay. Like you just know that they're not going to do anything about we it. We saw one. What was a fun one? I think I can't remember where it was. Maybe it was Road America where, where I think it was like Ed Jones passed like 15 cars. Yeah, on the it was restart. The start. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Yeah, like <laughs> That, <laughs> that, I, one that people, was too much. That was, it wasn't yeah, so, it wasn't so I mean, sneaky. I was surprised they got him. I yeah. was like, hey, good for, you know, good for race that control. One, you got to be a little more subtle than that. Yeah. I think it was Ed, wasn't it? It was definitely Ed Jones, okay. yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. All right, next question. Brenda, Brenda Jackson at B. Brenda Jackson, Jackson, 1998. What safety modifications would you want to see uh, top the track and cars if IndyCar is to return to Pocono? Do you think that those changes are likely to be made? No. I, I, I don't know what you can do unless unless there's some sort of technology that I don't know about yet. Um, I mean, we just got to keep doing what the, the series is always going to be putting safety first. So 
I trust them. Whatever they can do, they will do. Yeah. And if they if they do introduce something to make Pocono more of a safe race next year, then perfect. Um, so yeah. Okay. That's I, it. I I don't really know what it is other than like you said something a better solution than the catch fence because I don't really know. I don't know if there is a better. What solution. I'm saying. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. If there was yeah. one, I think we'd know about it. I think you'd know about it. Yeah. Would be my guess. I wouldn't. I think I would know about it, but I, I don't think know. Robin Robin talked to somebody like an expert on this thing like last year after the Wiccans crash. Some guy gave me a some guy gave me a card after the drivers meeting so that said he developed a better safer fence, but it didn't really I don't I didn't really look into it much. Okay, well, it's that's weirdly and not that it's your job to look into it. Yeah. But that's only half the problem, right? Cuz the other half of the problem is making sure that it's cost effective. Yeah, because I mean, these tracks can't spend billions of dollars putting yeah, these things just, up. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, money is hard to find. Yeah, like, money is tough. Like, you can't just expect the track to just be like, "Yep, all right, we're going to spend ten million dollars redoing our fence." Because, like, that's it's got to be proven. It's got to be ready to rock, and 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 everyone can trust it, or else they can't do it. I know. And well, that's the thing they're is, not going to put up some like <laughs> potential fix. You know what well, I mean? It's, it's all like. Don't get me wrong. The Pocono crowd was good, and we'll talk yeah. about that here soon. But it's not like they're raking in the money where they can just spend no, it. They're on not a, making a billion yeah, dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's got to be it's tough. It's tough. It's real tough. All right. So yeah. All right. What are we at here? Matt Tremont or Tremont Tremont eighty seven. There's going to be a lot of who gets the blame discussion today. How about just a fun story from the weekend that was a major positive driver team attendance up ten percent viewership. I think IndyCar fans need reassurance that things are going great overall. I did not see this on Twitter, but I respect the heck out of this uh, question. You I like, like Matt that. Tremont now? I, absolutely. I think there's... Uh, you should follow him instead of me on Twitter now. Mm, nope. Um, <laughs> You're not going to follow him? I know. No, I don't follow people unless I know them. Okay. Um, I, didn't know that. I don't know your all your social rules. Up 10% in viewers. I think the viewership thing, great. I, I love seeing our ratings going up. I think that's awesome. Uh, there is a lot of positive things. I think the crowd was great. Uh, a lot of nice people there, even though it rained a little bit on Saturday yep. or, or yeah, Saturday. I think it was still good. Um, Sunday, the crowd looks strong. Uh, you know, I, I think the, I, I got to give the track credit. They're definitely working at it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of good stuff that's happening. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to see, you know, more and more people continue to pay attention to us. I hope that, you know, if, if, if the track is to be replaced, that it's replaced with an oval because we need yeah. to have more of those, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think attendance was good. Viewership was good. Drivers and teams, uh, well, you know, those are all the same people still. <laughs> did you Do you get a sense, I mean, like in the paddock, whether or not you think, I mean, I, know, I don't know if you've talked to like Mark Miles about it, but did you get a sense of whether or not you guys think you'll be back at Pocono? I didn't even, I didn't really hear from anything, anyone really? official on that, yeah. Okay, I mean... And I didn't even hear from any anyone's opinions either. Really? Yeah. Nobody talked about it? Nothing. Interesting. No. It, what, is the, what is the mood like in, in there? I mean, because like I said, it is, does have this kind of cloud over it because of... I don't know. I mean, I think... Is it different than other races or no? Uh, I think the general consensus at the uh, Marco Andretti barbecue after the race was we were sort of okay not like finishing the race. Like it was like, oh, I was over at 112 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Like we're, we're fine to get home. Um, so yeah, that was, that was sort of the general feel. Um, but you know, we're race car drivers. We still want to race anywhere. Okay. You know? well, I was, what I was trying to look up here while you, what you were saying was that I think you mentioned that Pocono very, very much, very publicly, I thought over the weekend, tried to get, you know, to lobby for IndyCar coming back. Yeah. Which I, you know, if they, if here's the thing, if a track wants us, that's great. That's like, great. We should, that mean there, that there's benefits to being a wanted entity. Yeah. So 
we got to take advantage of that. I think, I'll tell you this. I mean, again, from the sense I got three months ago, if you asked me about Pocono, I would have said, there's no chance it's coming yeah. back. And now you ask, I mean, in the last like week, I think maybe, like you yeah. said, up with attendance, there seems to be some f- positive fan reaction to it. Some drivers seem to want to go back, at least yeah. publicly have said that. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it is very interesting. And we've, and we've heard about, you know, Richmond. So that would be, again, yeah, if Pocono, like Richmond. Yeah. If Richmond would be a, an oval that would replace it. So if that, if that happened. Yeah. It is, uh, like I said, it is interesting. All right, Tim Reeves at Tim Reeves 44. Seems like drivers have to be there in their fire suits a lot outside of the car. Does that get old? <laughs> yep, sucks. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, it, it takes a little while to change, so we got to be... You know, the, the one funny thing is is uh, the Andretti drivers are contractually not allowed to be take have their suits down in public. So, like, I don't know if you've never noticed, but all the Andretti drivers, anytime they're in public, whether it's 100 million degrees, their suits are fully zipped up. They're the only drivers well, that really do that. Yeah. They're not allowed to have them down and just yeah. have the fireproof underwear shirt underneath. Yeah, you're so. right. Because, like, Joseph, as soon as he gets out of the car, is like yep. un- unzipped. Suit down because he yeah. can do that. They're allowed to do that, Penske with Andretti or not. So Interesting. Yeah, so uh, that's, that's it that's makes it hot, fact. but yeah. that's that's a fun fact. Um, and, is that uh, the only team you know of that does that? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, it's very hot, but... We got. I mean, we got to have it on unless you know, unless we know there's a big break. I mean, you don't want to go randomly run and change and then get in the car. That's just sponsor thing, right, for Andretti? Yeah, they just yeah, they want to have it all the time, ready to go. I see. Well, I feel bad for a guy like you though. Like I remember at, um, gosh, where was it? Iowa. I think you you just had the one Carlin suit. Yeah, yeah, which is tough. So, I have two now though. I will oh, you give have two? Carlin credit. They got me another suit. Nice. So that's, all, that's beautiful. So if you sweat so now the on these two day oval weekends, I can use one per day. <laughs> Which is lovely because I, airing I smelled very bad. Not so ripe. Not so ripe very, on Sundays very bad. anymore. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Well, it means fans. If you go see Connor on Saturday, he will smell much better. I will smell better. Yes, and I'm excited about <laughs> potentially smelling better. <laughs> Jordan Brock at JB or J underscore B10. Connor, do you expect to have any idea about your role next year before the end of the season? And then <sighs> crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Oh, it's you know, man, I. This next year thing is tough, man. It's 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 hard to talk about. It's hard to just continue to, you know, hear all the support. I, I appreciate everyone on the internet. Obviously, there's a lot of people who are, you know, super cool to me and, and super nice. Um, you know, definitely working on it. Uh, it it's not... I, I haven't really seen any super positive news yet on next year when in, in regards to full-time. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's obviously a potential that I could sort of slot into the same type of situation that I'm doing this year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I want to be full time. There's not a lot of full time opportunities. You know, the, the only real team that's talking about adding a car is Ray Hall. Uh, so everyone's going to be, you know, beating down their door. And I know that, you know, there are people with money that are probably going to look pretty solid there. So, you know, am I able to take the Air Force with me? I don't know. I'd love to think so. Um, you know, those guys are really faithful, but, you know, they've obviously got a relationship with Andretti now as well. So, yeah. you know, it's and Andretti's going to be full. I mean, Andretti's going to have plenty of cars to run. So I don't think, you know, I'm going to be driver seven or eight, you know, in that in that pool. So um, so we'll see. That, that It would take a miracle or just basically a giant sponsor to force them to run that many cars. But realistically logistically i don't think they can run more than six cars so well it seems like that's, or five, the, that's or, the number yeah, they're gonna hit well like def- five I mean, and then a partnership they, or whatever yeah, i mean they're definitely gonna have five cars but <laughs> it's uh but yeah it's it's one of those things that i just don't know about yet okay. and 
realistically, unless I can control my own destiny, I won't know until we get lucky and you know a team says, "Hey, yeah, this is actually cool with us." So, so okay, we'll see. does the Air Force thing? I think you mentioned. And I don't like peanut butter. So you don't like peanut I'm butter not at a all. Peanut guy. Yeah, really. I don't like peanut butter. Don't like peanut butter and jellies. Don't like peanut butter. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, I've uh, a lot of a lot of things, <laughs> but peanut butter is not my not my game. Not even like a PB and J, huh? Nope, disgusting. What? I think that's the total waste of eating a sandwich. I don't. You know, I don't like like peanuts. Total waste of eating. Do you like a do you like nuts? No, hate nuts. Okay, well, unless like- it's in like a summery mix of like raisins and 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 M and M's and stuff like that. So you need, ch- <laughs> you need chocolate, like or a sweet, trail mix, a sweet of yeah, some sort to go along a, with it. It needs a mix. Because it sucks. Nuts alone, I don't. There's no taste. It's just like you're eating wood. I don't like. I don't like so. peanuts just plain either. Yeah. I mean, I can. I can bond with you on that. But uh, our peanut butter is great. I love. Yep. Peanut, I love. Well, peanut. good for you. You can have all of it. Creamy. Yeah. By the way, you can have all. Crunchy's of it. gross. Um. So you're ready, by the way, to go on. You're just ready to say Colton in a fifth card, Andretti. You just. I like- cannot comment on that because <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble. So. Okay. That's I'm right. sure. Let's just say I'm sure he'll have a job. One of the two of us, unlike me, reported that reported that recently. So yeah, hopefully well, that's... good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Oh, you're a Colts guy now. Never yeah, mind. you're right. I can't take her. No for breaking that stuff stories. Anymore. No. Wow. Hey, I broke uh, Ryan Deem's stupid. That doesn't matter. Hey, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a Colts podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Like you always, you always like you know keep my 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 uh, ego in check. Obviously. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Lunsford at DJ underscore Lunsford. Connor. Yes. Definitely was a shame we could not uh, could not see what you and Carlin could have done the last 70 laps or so at Pocono. I agree. Can you dive into the overcut and undercut strategies for teams when pitting seems to make a big impact on top five at the end of the race? Yeah, so I mean, with, with, I'm very surprised at how many yellows there were, right? Because like, we had obviously opted to pit, um, you know, sort of... Well, we went long the first stint because we were able to save a little bit of fuel, and then we pitted under the first yellow or the second yellow, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, and you know, just took fuel. So there, there was a couple situations where there were only about four or five cars sort of on our strategy, and the way the race was playing out with the yellows and stuff like that, we were in really good shape for the end, like potentially to where only the five of us would have made it, and um, the rest of everyone had to pit again. Right. So. That's why we were so excited to keep going because, like, you know, I was at the back of that strategy. And, you know, there were a couple cars obviously behind us, you know, Veach Laced and, and Ericsson and stuff like that. But, like, right. But we were on a strategy that could have potentially, you know, vaulted us up front. And, and so I would have loved that, obviously. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that's why, you know, races are f- supposed to go the distance because if you're, if you're trying to make a strategic play, you know, it sometimes doesn't take effect until late into the uh, late into the you know race. So yeah, the the overcut and undercut deal is is basically you know to try and avoid a yellow or take advantage of a yellow, okay, um, or potentially take advantage of you know being able to go really hard at the end of the race instead of saving fuel. So you would have been on. You made five stops. That would have been it for you. You think you would have, or what do you? No, say? no, no. I mean, we we had another one to make. One more. Yeah. Okay. So but you, but, so you if were, we, but we were going to make it to the end in one more. Okay. And everyone else needed two. Two more. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. so Will was on it, and then yeah, then it's Tony, Graham, uh, Charlie, and you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the next five, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were we were we were quicker than Tony for sure. Quicker than Graham, definitely. Yeah. Um, and and Charlie, you know, Charlie and I were close. Obviously, we we have you know similar cars, but I I do think if we would have got another restart, we could have got those guys. Yeah. You finished. I mean, you were. 
right there behind him. Yeah, and and I had caught him from because Ryan Hunter Ray, sadly Ryan Ryan blocked us a bit when he was out there in his damaged car. Oh yeah, um, and so I lost like a ton of time to to Charlie, um, but we had made up like four seconds just purely by ourselves. So like we were doing really quick laps, which is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, get, wasn't able to take advantage of it, so that's all right. Speaking of getting out there in a damaged car. Yeah, um, don't know why that. Well, I mean, I know why that was happening. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. For Alex, I understand why it was happening. <laughs> yeah, but why? The rest we, of them, I do, I have no idea. Okay, yeah, you didn't. James ask, and Ryan, I have no idea. What's I say? Because like, well, James, was, James said to us at the end, he's like, I don't really know why they asked me to get back in the car. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, you know. If I were Alex, I would have ran over and been like, hey, could you not? Because I got points. Yeah. I got points here. That I, I know. Because well. then Hinch went back out, and then Alex had to go back out to like repass Hinch. I think. Yeah, like the, 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 you know, because they had both crashed at the same time. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't know. Obviously, like like Hunter Ray and and James are separated by like six laps, but Alex, you know, what's really interesting. Alex finished on the exact same lap as Spencer Pigott. So if we did one more lap, yep. Alex would have made up another spot. That's what they said oh, on the broadcast. Wow, I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that. Yeah, if he, if he, if they one had gone, more lap, one with the rain, had off just another few. What, oh, ten, that's, that's thirty seconds. Eighteenth to seventeenth. That's another point. That's another point. Exactly. Wow. So that was a bit. You know, who knows? It could be a big deal for Alex. Wild. We should. Yeah. All right, this is a good time. Yeah. Let's talk about the championship. Okay. Where you, where you at? Uh, three races Alex to go. Alex has got an uphill mountain to climb for yeah. sure. I mean, that's tough. It's just tough because you know Penske is going to be so good at every track, right? Yep. We know that. Um, I mean, I think Alex does really well in situations like this when he's you know under pressure. Okay, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you know Joseph finished fifth, so that's you know a ton more points in the bag, and and uh, and again Dixon is still I mean right there too. Can you I mean, believe Dixon's that? There, he's, he's cut it down from a hundred to like Simon's 50. there. I mean, again, we see the same three guys in the top five every weekend, right? So like it's. It's it's gonna be a championship fight that's gonna go down to the last race for sure. Yep. But uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm very curious to see. Gateway will be a big one, right? You like think so? Gateway, yeah. if Alex wins Gateway, it's back on, right? Okay. But if, if if he finishes like second and Joseph finishes like third, it's be too that's, hard. That's that's uh, tight, right? Yeah. If Dixon wins, then it's like, all right, now it's a four way battle. Okay. Simon's I'm sure gonna be right there too. So yeah. And if I win, well, we'll just celebrate. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's why I said when somebody was. I was watching with a buddy, and you were you were looking good for a few minutes there. I think you had you had pit cycled out to like third. Yeah. And yep. I was just like, this will be the greatest podcast of my life if we if, if Connor finishes third yeah, here. I know. I know. It would have been fun. We were on. We we're on the right strategy. Hey, you finished. You finished. Fifth we put ourselves in position. Gateway. Yeah, we put ourselves in position to be to take advantage of the race in Pocono, but we weren't able to, so that's all right. So 35 points out, I think, Alex is. So yeah. you, th- you think it comes down to he's got to make up it's, half it's of gateway. it now? Yeah, kind of it, it, yeah. Gateway's a big one. You know, okay. He's going to have to pay someone to take out Joseph or something something like that's going to happen, but I don't you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I was half wondering if Alex was going to get back on track in the beat-up car and just steer right into Joseph. Oh, that would have been wild. <laughs> then we would have forgot about what Sato did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Alex might have been suspended for like the rest yeah, of the we, season. We, like we would have forgot about what Sato but did. But it would have been fun. Um, yeah. All right, uh, let's see where we're at. Tyler Berg at Ty yes. Ty M Berg Dad. For you both drivers, you rooted for before you involved you were involved with the series. Drivers you didn't enjoy so much. Looking forward to Gateway. Oh boy, I don't know. Drivers I rooted for: um, Dan Weldon, Thomas Schechter, um, Sam Hornish Jr. Yeah, liked him. Uh, I was a big Alex Barron fan. Liked Alex Barron a lot. Um, 
and Robbie McGee. I liked underdogs, underdog stories. I liked seeing them succeed. So Alex Barron, like driving for PDM, was really cool. Uh, and the Rayovac machine, stuff like that. So I, I think that was, those are really cool, uh, you know, stories. Um, I liked, uh, who else did I like? I don't know. Who else, who did you like? You hit a Were couple. you even a race fan? I was a race fan, but like I said, <laughs> I watched, but I was actually, I mean, I liked watching, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like who is a good, I, that's a good point. I'm trying to think of a good answer. I didn't. I didn't enjoy... have like a, I didn't have like a favorite. Honestly, yeah. I didn't. I just kind of had. I kind of liked watching it, but I didn't yeah. have like a favorite. So I'm trying to think of like Hornish. Hornish, I liked a lot. Yeah. And then like I, I for a, for a while I didn't like Elio because he won everything. Because he won everything. Right? And I was like, oh, I just want to see someone else win. And so like that was my problem I had with people. Okay. Is that they won too much or, or something like that? You know. But I I obviously really like Elio now. He's a very nice guy. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I li- I like more of the underdog story and and uh, and nice people. Um, so yeah, that was it for me. I've come like it was one of those things like where I came later to racing and yes. and, and like I got like Dan I kind of became a fan of once I started covering. Yeah, because I didn't know much about him. Yeah, of like course. personally and stuff. Then you start to talk to people about what he was like in, in real life, and obviously yeah. you know his Indy five hundred successes, and like yeah, just kind of became a fan afterwards. So that I don't know that was one of the another guy. Oh yeah. Um, what was the other question? Uh, drivers you didn't like. Drivers you didn't like. You yeah. gonna go? Who you know? I already did. I said. I said Elliot. But I. I don't oh know. yeah, because of that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I don't know. I. I don't. I don't not like people. I mean, I don't. I'm not a like. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of some people now. Yeah. So, like we all know that, but that's only because <laughs> of of who they are. So uh, and their per, and their, what they do on the racetrack. Yeah. So. I'd rather not. Yeah. And their personalities, but yeah, we know that. What's well, okay. But growing up, like, I didn't like the fact that Marty Roth was going racing, right? Or paying and not, like, paying for a, a real driver to go racing, okay. right? I didn't like that. Yeah. I was like, stop trying to qualify for the 500. Put a, put your money behind a driver who should be in the field yeah. and do that. I didn't like that. That's fair. That's, that, we'll go with that. Okay, I like that. That's Although, my stepdad did work for him for a while. Apparently, he was a nice guy. I don't know, but. No, but you can you yeah. can have problems with not like the person, but the while, way they operate. I was like, maybe maybe Marty Roth will pay for me to race. You know what I mean? I didn't know. I grew up in that era. <laughs> it didn't work out. No, but <laughs> like my ste- Doug Bowles was helping Marty Roth racing for a while, and okay. I was like, all right, well, Doug, let's get in there. So Come you never on. did you not know Marty then? I did know Marty. I very briefly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Connor Clinkin Beard at C Clinkin. Would it be possible to implement something similar to the Hanford device on today's IndyCar? I think yes. we talked about this before. Yeah. But go ahead. Why? I mean, well. I love, I mean, I re, we ran a Hanford device on the rear wing uh, in the Skip Barber National cars when we were all racing. Yeah. So, like, it produces a massive draft and huge, um, huge passing opportunities. I, I loved it in a junior formula series like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, would it create pack racing now? Maybe. But, I don't know. I, I think something like that could at least be looked into, but I haven't even heard it ever mentioned. No, once, as I say, so. I've been around. Yeah, I've not. Yeah, heard anybody talk I mean, about I think before. it's worth looking into, yeah. but I, I think it's so anti aerodynamics that people are just like, <laughs> nah, we'll get rid of that. All right. Well, and so yeah, he pretty much said it would be awesome, and the passing would be cool. But he also yeah. wants to know if you were a Carter IRL guy. I mean, I was both. I loved racing, so okay. like I, I didn't care. I just I I I, I watched both religiously. I was an IRL, like my my dad was obviously commentating for cart. My right. stepdad was working on the IRL side, so like I I was I was all in on both sides. Okay, uh, behind the Kench, behind the I can't talk anymore. Behind but the I well, the one thing about that though is that I hated that I was alive to see both of them struggle. Yeah, like both series dwindle, 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 and then basically end up in a like 
dead type situation to where it's like, all right, finally we'll get back together. That is what I hated. I was like, guys, this is just ridiculous. How are we not one series again? It's, How is that? Po- I, I asked myself that so many times when I was a kid. And then finally, obviously, it got back together and I felt a lot better about my life. Yeah, but it's, you lost so much momentum. Oh, and trust me, I know. I was, I couldn't understand why. It's you know, I couldn't understand how people thought this was a good idea. Honestly, though, I mean, if you look at it seriously, like if you looked at it, you could say the split is one of the reasons that it's hard for a guy like you to find a oh, ride. Oh, honestly, absolutely. like if 100%. that didn't happen, there might be still a lot more money in the Maybe. series. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Honestly, might, I mean, we might be popular. <laughs> Who knows? No, but it did. It opened up the window for, for NASCAR to oh, slip yeah. right in. I mean, NASCAR was already getting popular at that time, but then it just made it perfect. Yep. Was, um, all right, behind the catch fence at Behind Catch. From your experience, what makes Pocono different from Texas and Indianapolis? Should have moved this question up because we were talking about that stuff before, but go, yeah. go ahead. Well, no, that's all right. Uh, I mean, it, it, no, it, it's it's just in the rules, right? If, if um, oh, wait, so never mind. I was looking at the next question already. Uh, behind, <laughs> Pocono different from Texas and Indianapolis. I mean, it's just it. Well, the tri- the obvious nature is the triangle, triangle right? Yeah. But but each corner is so different. It's very it's designed very differently. I mean, it, it's literally like so so different than any other race that we have. So so different because yeah. of the whole you know tricky triangle, right? Right. And the turn one is very different from turn two. Turn two is so bumpy now; it's crazy. And then turn three is just flat and smooth and tough to drive. So you know, it's it's. It's very difficult to find the balance that you need for 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 a hundred laps. I was adjusting my front bar every single lap. Okay. So as a driver, you go through one and two with your front bar in one position, and then before you get to turn three, you adjust it for another because you have to have a different balance for that corner. So every lap, you're working the bar, working the bar, working the bar, and the whole like that. That's a lot. Like that's like all the time, you know, doing making those movements with your hands and trying to get in the flow of still working on stuff and do so. I mean, you're working hard as a driver to, you know, to have that happen or to, to, to make the car better there. Whereas, you know, Texas and Indy, what you're going to do at the front bar is pretty much similar for everything because all the corners are very, a lot more similar. Okay, so, yeah. so Pocono you know, is kind of the, the one that just sticks out. Pocono is definitely just sticks out as wildly different, and okay. it's just a total total different animal. Okay. All right, yeah. Mark B at 70s Rock. Best at the track. Red flag. Practice canceled. <laughs> we start in the order of points. Who makes that's, that? That's the rules. I was to say, that's yeah, just the rules. He's like, who makes that rules. call? One person or a committee of people. It's just the rules that yeah. NICAR has right now. Sadly. And then he second question was, everybody is talking about the crash at Pocono, but very little conversation about the crowd. How was the crowd and fan enthusiasm at the track all weekend? Then he says, I'm coming to see the Falcons play the Colts in <laughs> on September 22nd. Is Luck starting quarterback for the Colts? Yeah, let's go, Jim. How about that Colts question? My, I love it. How about that? <laughs> my, no, my, uh, my gut is that he plays. So, oh, yeah. let's go. My gut is that he plays. What do you think? I'm, you, I'm thinking. Send, send your carrier pitching. I'm pitching Andrew's playing. Okay, good, too. That's what yeah. I think. I think he's going to play through some pain. He's a tough guy. That's good. All right, he should. What, what do you think about the, the crowd? We kind of talked about I it. I thought it was good. good better, people, better than you've seen very before? Very responsive. Nice folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everything about it was pretty solid. Okay. Yep. Good to hear. Um, Donnie Green at Donnie Green. Carlin using the Penske dampers yet at Ovals. Can't talk about it. Very good. You're like, I feel like you've, yeah, that's great. No, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but but we, you know, we we were making progress. Yes, technically we were, you know, doing what we needed to do to to continue. You know, I the, the two hour practice session, although it's very difficult to work in two hours. You know, the the most laps a driver got in a two hour session was like sixty five laps. Right. So like that is that is not a lot, and, well, and we were. I, I, I mean, the team did an incredible job working with me. We made, you know, we made a lot of changes during that session yeah. just so we could get through them. And, and they were, you know, they were listening to me and trying to, you know, trying to help, you know, do some stuff. 
which which I I really appreciate, obviously, because yeah. you know I I really want to be able to take this team, you know, to, you know, put them on the podium and and do a lot with them and 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 have success together, and and it's a team effort, right? We got to do this, um, and 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 the only way we're going to do it is together. So I, I really appreciate what they were doing there. I think we had a really efficient session. Are you going to be sad when the Carlin relationship ends this year after after Gateway? I don't know, I mean, man. For, I mean, for this I'm, year, for this year, I don't. Know. I obviously will be because it's you yeah, know you get to know the guys. Anything, I assume. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I like those guys a lot. You know, the sad part about this sport is you just never know where you end up, right? Like you, you start developing relationships with all these different guys, and you talk to so many people. I mean, you know, all these teams. There's always been so many great people that I've worked with before that I would that I really want to continue working with, and I never get the chance to. So, um, so that's hard. But uh, but hopefully you know we can you know we can figure something out and 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 maybe maybe there is a chance to be there but you know realistically we're just going to try and end on a, on a really high note. Gateway is a great place to end end uh, you know the oval season. Uh, you know I'm excited about it. By the way, I'm proud of you for not getting yourself in trouble with Carlin. There you go, Andrew at Andy Jones six seven zero four. Is there any Indy five hundred you wish you could have drove in? Which one and why? Uh, yeah, two thousand eleven, the other one hundredth anniversary. Oh yes, yeah, yes. The one where Dan won, I think that would have been really cool to be a part of that spectacle as well. Because there was like forty cars trying to qualify, or something. there was more cars trying to yeah. qualify again for that as well. So I think that would have been pretty cool. Where were you that, for that race? Uh, I was watching. I was in the no, stands. Obviously, yeah. But where uh, were you? Yeah. Oh, 2011. Yeah. Well, 2011. I was my first year in GP3, and I was also okay. racing Indy Lights. So okay, like I was leading the Indy Lights championship, and I wasn't racing Indy Lights, <laughs> and. Uh, and then I was basically heading straight back over to Europe after the 500 for the next race of the season. Wait, you were leading the lights championship? Is this the one where you handed over the pole yeah, to, to Brian Clausen? Uh, yeah, yeah, to Clausen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about this last time. Yeah. So, but so, so that's the one. I mean, you would have liked. Yeah, to I think that would have been really cool to be in that one, or that one, or um, or like one in the in the mid to late 90s. Okay. Or like no, like the last era before like the series separated. Like in really high horsepower, like the year. Well, yeah. no, the year Ari Leindyke was oh, breaking the, set the, the track two thirty six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's the year we're talking about. Okay, so wait, let me. I'm trying to look back here. When was the last? Okay, so you, you didn't race the five hundred and fourteen, right? Nope, that was the only one I missed. Since I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna say when was the last time you sat in the stands before twenty fourteen? Well, twenty fourteen, I actually didn't make it home for the race. Twenty fourteen, I was racing in Monaco that day. Okay, and my flight got delayed on the way home. And so I landed in Indy like with ten laps to go, and I got to the track when it was over. I Did, walked into the track with a suitcase and my bag, yeah, because all the roads were closed outside, so you couldn't get anywhere near. I took a taxi because we didn't have Uber yet. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So you were listening on the radio, I assume. No, I, I, I watched most of the race in the Chicago airport. Okay, and then I uh, got home to or got to the race to see what happened. Yeah. Okay. I basically showed up to the bus lot, and I saw all the guys like, <laughs> "Hey, guys!" You're like. What are you doing here? I'm like, oh, just got back. I just met. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you in Monaco yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't. You must have slept for two days after that. Nah, I was just happy to be there. I was mad that I missed the race. I bet. I bet. Where did it? So where did you, you said you sit in the stands? You didn't sit in a box when you did when, uh, when, in 2011, I mean? Oh, yeah. Like 11 and 12, I was just watching in the suites. I always watched in the Tower Terror suites. Okay. My mom works up there. So yeah. I always watched there okay. very religiously. Front row all the time. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, Freight Ends 89 at Freight Ends 89. Do you pay attention to the possibility of rain while you're racing, or is that left entirely to your crew? How does an incoming storm impact your strategy? Well, the crazy thing about po- crazy thing about Pocono is you could see it coming. I mean, <laughs> you were looking at that sky, and you're like, wow. Yeah, they were showing on TV. Is, you're like, holy cow. I almost keyed up the radio and was like, so are we <laughs> thinking about trying to lead the race here at lap 100 or or what? Yeah. Because it was, it was very, very close. But the crazy thing is, they went red because lightning was in the area, but yeah. it didn't rain for another 40 minutes. So, like, you could have raced more, but it's the lightning thing, right? Yeah, so like, you we, know, we probably could have got almost to the end. So, how would you have done? How would your strategy, like, have played out at that point? Would you have been able to make as many passes as you think it you would It wouldn't have? have really made a difference until the very, very, the very end. end. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, we had to get most of it. But I think, realistically, one more pit stop. You know, if we catch all the guys in front of you, you have a good pit stop, suddenly you're in a good spot. Okay. So, so Yeah. So, but like that's mostly. Well, yeah, you can see it, but I, I don't think as a team because if you if you're having any kind of day, right, and you like pit early to take advantage of rain at some point, you never know when that rain's going to come. Right. So you, it's hard to really take advantage of that unless you are a very very skilled weather human. The the, the friend that I watched with named Aaron, he uh, he speculates that Roger Penske has hired the greatest. Uh, Weatherman in the world to work for, to work for his team. <laughs> he's got Al Roker. Yeah, exactly. In the back yeah, of his he's got he's got him box. on the payroll. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think Al Roker's the greatest weatherman ever, but um, but yeah. No, I, uh, would it surprise you though if Roger was trying to get that like that edge? Was trying to get like the, the weather edge because it wouldn't surprise me at all. I I'm I don't know how you sure could. he's got a great weather app. App, yes, sure. <laughs> a great weather app, just like everyone else. <laughs> All right, Chad Russell at Chad Russell thirty sixty six. Yes. Do you get any proceeds from the sale of your t shirts at the shop? Yes, you you, how, you get. Yeah, I mean, any t, any merch I sell for sure. There's a percentage that goes to the driver. It's small though, from what I understand. Well, it's small on the IndyCar side. Right. The, the shop though is different. That I think that's a better percentage for me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you get more out of that. So yeah. you're saying I want to finish this one for you. I've been enjoying my new swag since May. Also, I love the super speedways. Is IndyCar talking about getting rid of Pocono, or is that just social media? What are your thoughts? But we kind of addressed that. There has been some discussions, um, but nothing has been decided yet. Um. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I think it's all just social media right now. Really? What getting rid of Pocono? Yeah. I think right now the internet generates a lot of a lot of momentum and a lot of interesting activities. So until you talk to Jay Fry and Mark Miles, that's you well, know. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, I can't judge anymore on Pocono. I'm tired of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the place. I know. Like I said, they did a good job, yeah, and those guys like really want any car back. So. Yeah, and they have a cool trophy. Tanya at Tanya underscore Frano. Yes. I was wondering, Connor, do you wish that the IndyCar schedule had more ovals on it? Is there a track that IndyCar used to race at that you wish you could go back on the schedule? Yeah, I mean, I do. I wish there was like eight ovals. I think eight is a healthy number, but I also wish we had 20 races. You know, if we had 12 road courses and eight ovals, road street, I think that would be a great number. I think that would be solid. Gives Ed more chances to race. I think Ed wants to do that. Um, Fan favorite. But... uh, but yeah, is there a track that we used to race at? I mean, Richmond, Kentucky, Chicagoland, any of those ovals. I mean, uh, even Vegas. I mean, I know it's it's got a bad rap, but like Vegas, I would love to see us go to again purely for the uh, for the market for our sponsors, I, obviously, I um, for the potential event uh, event hosting magnitude that we could take advantage of there. Um, and then you know, road course wise, you know, Watkins Glen. Love racing at Watkins Glen. I think that's a great track for our cars. We love the um, place. Yeah, and and then potentially, um, heck, I don't even I don't even know where else you go, but but those are the ovals for sure that you could go to. That would be you know yeah. that would be really make that would really be really cool. All right, Margot Cook at Margot Cook for Connor saw pictures of you hanging out at a sponsors trade show this week. Yes, how was that? 
what kind of off-track appearances with sponsors is quote-unquote fun for you, and what are the off-track sponsor appearances that feel like the longest day ever? Well, I mean, obviously th- that's part of the business. You know, Capstone Turbine; those guys are are very, you know, very supportive of Colton and have helped me a little bit. Um, and you know, we want to keep them in the sport no matter what. Yep. Um, obviously, they're going to be on Colton's car. They still are, and, and that's great because those guys, you know, definitely needed needed that help. Um, so, you know, it, is it fun? Yes, because those people are supportive of me and, and it's cool to meet new people. Um, is it like a great time? Not, not always, not normally. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's business. Yeah. Um, but any stuff that I've done with the air force has definitely been fun. I mean, there's always like, you know, that's a very cool sponsor to have. And, 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 you know, every sponsor is cool because they help. Right. But like the air force, obviously, you know, stuff that we've got to do, like flying fighter jets and go to, you know, go to military bases, try and figure out if there's aliens or not. in some of these military bases, you know, that's, I love that. So that's, um, you know, that, that's really, really cool stuff. Second favorite sponsor behind the Air Force uh, in, in your history? I don't know. I can't say that. I mean, I, I was sponsored by Monster Energy, and I got 1,000 pounds of free drinks, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. 1,000 pounds. <laughs> and they're on Felix Rosenquist's car this weekend. Yeah, they are. That's a good-looking car. It is a very good-looking car. I am very jealous and <laughs> upset about it because I was told at the beginning of the year that they would not be putting any money in IndyCar racing. <laughs> Was that a chip thing that he it, had I mean, it's yeah, it's a chip deal. Chip, yeah. I mean, chip, chip has that sponsor, you know, in NASCAR, and right. obviously, I think, uh, you know, Chip is very good friends with the the upper echelon of the monster people because they're they're great dudes, like yeah. great people. I really like them a lot. Um, Dave and Mitch and the, those guys are, are are great at marketing. They're great at what they do. They've obviously created a you know a monster of a company. They have. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 and it's great for our sport to see an energy drink yeah. brand fully embellished, at, well, not embellished, but like put on a car and, and represented is very cool. Hey, we so, got, we got like, I mean, I hope it's taken advantage of, I hope there are, you know, monster girls mm-hmm. there. I hope there is something where people can get free monster energy beverages and yep. show that our fans will appreciate that. And maybe we can attract more, uh, you know, energy beverage. They companies. really are good about that. I remember I was in Cleveland for like the MLB All Star Game. Monster yeah. was a sponsor. They had all kinds of stuff out there promoting, handing out drinks. I mean, they, they did a really good job of kind of just activation and, and that kind of stuff. So. Well, we'll see this weekend if it's you know we'll see this weekend how legit it'll be. Hopefully, it'll be awesome. It would be nice to see, like you said, Monster, Red Bull, a lot of Monster, Red Bull, Rockstar, all those all of them. bang. You know, everything like that needs to be in IndyCar because what we're doing is crazy. Cameron Daly, with the same last name as you, at yep. Cam Daly, 25. So is Capstone Turbine sponsoring you for a whole season with U.S. Air Force or what? Maybe even Monster Energy. Uh, that's a no and a no and a triple no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Capstone, Capstone I'm, a, I'm a brand ambassador for. So they're, you know, they're not on my car or anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm helping them, you know, go to, you know, I'm doing trade shows with them, trying to, you know, talk to, talk racing with people and, 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 you know, tell people why, you know, their product are, are worth, you know, are worth investing in or sure. being a part of or using. So, so yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's awesome to do that. U.S. Air Force, obviously we would love to be with them and Monster Energy. I would love to have them as a sponsor, but you know, I would also like to go to the moon and both of those things might be difficult to have happen. So how, how often do you like, so there's a sponsor, you know, so there's sponsors, you've got, you know, the phone numbers you have in your phone, right? And before the season starts, you're looking to try to make a full, a full season thing. Maybe you're just trying to make, you know, get a little <laughs> extra money for Indy. Yeah. How, how, how do you, how do you know how much is too much or too little when you're talking to trying to reach out to these guys? Ah, uh, I mean, you know, if, I, if, saying, they, hard, if they don't right? answer, then don't even bother. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, if they answer and you talk to them and there's some interest, it's worth pursuing. But realistically, unless there's a genuine interest, you know, you got to keep beating doors down. But if you if you beat them down and then eradicate the facility that it's in and then and totally make yourself look like an idiot, then you got to get out of there. How, so. much, how much? How much? Like, have you ever had? How often in your, in your career has a sponsor come to you versus somebody? It was somebody you reached out to. Pretty <laughs> Never. pretty rarely. Okay. Ne- okay. Like ever. Really? Uh, the, oh well, actually, no. I mean, the only one that was really the Air Force. That's like, what I was going to ask. You. Tom Burns came with the Air Force to me, and I was like, "Yeah, sweet. Let's let's talk about it." So yes, that it does happen. But like very, very, very rarely, Mankind Corporation as well, the diabetes company that's that's helping me out. Yeah, um, he also reached out to me. So okay. yeah, I guess it does happen. But uh, but it almost feels like it it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really happen. Yeah, not so, not a but, lot. But occasionally, yes. So most of the time that you've but found it's not your, like nothing nothing massive. No, but most of the time you've had to find your sponsors. You've yeah, had a, you've much. had a, you've had yeah. a pretty much cold call or get to know somebody through a contact or yeah, something. Yeah, try I mean, and swindle something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not put it that way. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you're trying to sell them. Well, no, it's you know, it's how do you how do you make ends meet? How do you yeah? How do you sell this product or this service to <laughs> someone who's already in the business or you know in the business of motorsport? You know, how do you connect business to business? How do you connect B to C, business to customer? And yeah, it's tough. All right, all right, Ken at Abuelos de Trace. I believe that's how you say that. Are we going to see Connor in a full-time event for 2020? Sure, hope so. Well, we just talked about it, but I thought yeah, it was nice, sure to, put the, so nice to put the well wish in yeah, there. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's certainly potential, uh, you know, opportunities, and if you know anyone with seven to eight million dollars, uh, tell them to uh, show up at my front door. I can't please. believe that hasn't worked yet. You've said yeah, that before, right. and it's just, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's, all right, Steve Walters. And if you win the lottery, please send me a direct message, and we will chat. He will sponsor whatever you want. We will to put whatever you want on the car. I don't care if it's a pink and purple dinosaur with your face on it. I was thinking about it. I was like, if I if I won the lottery, if I won like two hundred million dollars, I would yeah. absolutely want my name on a car that you drove at the Indy five hundred. I think. There you go. Well, like, why 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 limit ourselves to the Indy five hundred? Let's do all <laughs> you're seven you're races. To swindle me now. Right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> why stop at one when you could have seventeen? Jim, let's not limit ourselves. Uh, so you're right. I'm sorry. In this fictional world where I have yeah. all this money, you're right. In I this fictional be, world. should be more generous. Guarantee you win the lottery. I call you. You're like, who is this? Who? Who are you? Didn't we used to talk sometimes? Yeah, we used to do a podcast that was really yeah. successful. <laughs> all right, last one. Steve Walters. This is yeah, it's a good question. This is for you. At Mar- This is for you. This is going to be on you. Steve Walters at Marathon underscore Freak. Will the podcast continue next season? The big, the big question. Oh, yeah. That's what everyone wants to know. I'd like to, to think so. I think so, too. I said, I think if you're up for it, I think we'll we'll keep it going. I don't know. If, like I said, we, we're going to have another IndyCar guy. Yeah. You're going to have to get to know him. Yep. Is that going to be okay with you? Uh, No, I don't like to know anyone okay. new. Just kidding. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm down to do more. I, I like the podcast. I think it's very exciting. I think there's a lot of people that have come up to me on the weekends, and I appreciate you guys coming out and reaching yeah. out and saying hello. Um, I also appreciate the people that don't like it because, you know, <laughs> You're still listening, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think. Do I, people come up to you and say, "I don't like no, your podcast"? No, <laughs> not anyone has. Say, who does yeah. that? Only the internet po- folks, <laughs> the couch couch warriors. Yeah, because we're the huge NASCAR um, fans on this one. They, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so no, I, I I mean, I would like to do a podcast for good. sure. You know, whether or not you guys can fit me into your schedule, maybe you I have will. to up my pay rate. I don't know. We we'll can do see. That too. Um, I'll, but, I'll promise uh, a bunch of things I can't yeah, guarantee. I, you know, I gotta I gotta pay bills here, so so we'll see. You should like, share, and share the podcast. Make sure all of your friends listen to it and, and subscribe to it. Because then, maybe if enough people do that, 
then they'll want us really want us to keep. I think they. I, like I, said, I think they very much want us to keep it going. So yeah. they're big fans of you around here. As you Hopefully. know, you get you get stopped very often around here. Mm, that's good. I'll you, take it. What do you mean that's good? You know that's true. I guess so. you got a couple fans in here. That's important. You've you've driven you've driven some people around here. So Gateway, yeah. <laughs> Gateway is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> Saturday night race. Make sure to tune in. It's going to be cool. I think I'm excited about it. Uh, I mean, great short oval racing. Yeah. Hopefully it's really good. Hopefully we can see some overtaking and some wild stuff. Um, and yeah, and after that, we go we roll into Portland. This but. is the last chance for people in the Midwest to go see you guys. Yes, it that's, is. That's yeah, what so that's come like. Come out. Come hang out with us. I think it's going to be great. There's a big fan fest event like on on Thursday night before the race, which is going to be cool, like with the baseball game. So yeah, there's good, a lot hey, of good stuff. Baseball game. There. There's good food in St. Louis. I think like, I'm doing the fan fest as well. So if you're are going you? to the fan fest, yeah, I'll be there. Say hello to Counter. Uh, tell much you like the podcast. Yeah, and bring your bring your Gallagher insurance merchandise that I can sign, or or just go buy insurance from them and tell them I sent you. Yeah, you sent you, yeah. And uh, and then that would be great. That would be that would be the That'd ideal be situation for for yeah. the way this weekend would unfold. Also, with yeah. a, it would be that, and then a counter a counter win at the end. I of would the like day. to win this race. Yes, you've that would be very nice. You've had you have, you you have a history of top fives. Yeah, history <laughs> of top fives. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Thank you guys all for listening. Yeah, we I will think come that with, was a good strategy. What we did here today, I think that was good. Go with the questions. We got a lot of. Questions. We get so many we good questions. A lot of information. I agree. Give you 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 made the strategy call today. I think that was a good move. You I did, think we got not only a lot in. But we may we condensed the time as well. I think we so did think too. Yeah. Good. So you're welcome, is what we're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. That you guys benefited from that. Very very welcome. So yeah. Hopefully you guys listen to this on your drive to Gateway. That would be the Absolutely. Ad- that would be great. So all right, yeah, we'll do another one after Gateway. We'll yes. try to we'll try to preview um, uh, Portland. 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 Yeah. yeah. It'll be a couple weeks away, but we'll try to preview that. Break down everything you saw at Pocono. Hopefully, or not Pocono. Gateway. Hopefully we don't have so much craziness to talk about. Uh, but yeah. It was good or maybe time. we will. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Tune in to uh, tune us next time.